and welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm Brad Humphrey, your host, and we're sponsored today by Caterpillar and 4constructionpros.com. Today, I'm joined by three experts from Caterpillar. First, Scott Hageman, Senior Market Professional, specializing in grade control technology. Scott, how are we today? Brad, I'm doing awesome. Hopefully, you're doing the same. All right. Lonnie Fritz is also with us today, our Senior Market Professional, specializing in construction industries. Lonnie, how are you doing today? Very good, Brad. I hope the same is for you. Absolutely. And finally, we rounded out by Jason Hurtis. He is the global market professional for Caterpillar. Jason, how are you today? Good, Brad. How are you? Very well. Well, we're definitely going to get into a technical discussion today. It's called Keep It Moving, Taking Care of Your Undercarriage. First of all, Lonnie, or Jason, let me direct this at you to begin with. Does it make sense to measure undercarriage regularly? And if so, what are some of the benefits financially and even performance? It makes absolute sense to measure it regularly. If if you don't, you're just going to be throwing money out the window and you're going to have a catastrophic or a major downtime that's going to cost you significant amounts of money in repair and lost profitability. The secret or the main question people usually ask is, okay, how often? I know I need to measure it. How often do I need to measure it? And that's a little bit harder to find simplistically. It depends on your job site, your material conditions. Um, But as a general recommendation, you know, broad brush, probably twice a year, you should have it measured and inspected. And the reason for that is you can start to establish a baseline and then you, you can, um, you know, where your wear points are going to be at and you can adjust the frequency of your inspections. So say for example, you're working a job on a beach in Florida. Sand is extremely abrasive. So you do your first inspection and then you have your next inspection, say six months later, it'll give you a pretty good tidbit on how frequent you should change that inspection procedure um, and how much wear you're getting in that particular application. Um, Because as you know, in any type of tracked machine, whether it's a track type tractor or an excavator, you know, the undercarriage and the maintenance of undercarriage on those particular machines is significantly high, sometimes as much as 30 to 40%, depending on the machine configuration itself. Jason, let me interrupt you for a moment. To do that, I like what you said, and, and I think I see the, the wisdom of that. But if you were to change the time, is that something that they sh- a contractor should contact their local equipment dealer? Is there a warranty issue that could come up because of that? Uh, yeah, it could be both. Um, there could be a, a warranty issue on it, depending on the undercarriage system that you have. Um, mm-hmm. The most important thing, again, is to, to maximize uptime. Right. And uh, the best source for that would be the equipment dealer, you know, whether they send out a uh, product support service rep or they send out a, a tech to measure it. It doesn't take very long. You know, it's not going to shut the machine down for days or anything like that to do an inspection. Right. And then they can give you some really good guidance, you know, over, hey, we need we should probably do a, a turn and bushing change or we should just do a, a turn and, and let it run again based off of our baseline and your application and your historic data mm-hmm. or no we better get it in for a full uh, full repair and let's go ahead and schedule that when it's convenient because i'm estimating you probably have you know x hours left on this particular one before i got to do some type of major rebuild on it that's awesome lonnie do you have anything you can add to that that's good stuff 
Yeah, it is definitely critical, you know, to, to regularly measure your undercarriage for those financial and performance benefits, Brad, just to get the maximum uh, machine performance. Um, again, back to fuel efficiency, it's just like ground engaging tools. You know, it's the undercarriage. I always say, whether it's personal or professional, build a strong foundation under you. And, and right. the term says it itself. It's undercarriage. It's it's the carriage underneath the machine. That is where it all starts from. It's the platform those, those dozers or those excavators are riding on. So um, maintaining it again goes back to minimizing downtime, creating that uptime, isolate the wear, you know, to prevent acceleration of other component wear. You can really, if mm. you really stay on top of it before you have that uh, infamous full undercarriage replacement necessary, um, there's those maintenance procedures or even removing replacement of certain components that can mm. also extend and get the max life out of the other components within that whole entire undercarriage system. Let me ask you, you three guys, a question because it just dawned on me. <laughs> I can remember my dad teaching me living in Kansas for for a long time. You know, he said never buy a used car that you can track to find that was maybe driven in you know on the coastline in Florida or Texas or Louisiana. Did, number one, have you guys ever heard of that type of thing before? And, and I know what he was talking about. He was talking about the salty air and that kind of thing. Does that play anything into what you guys are talking about if you were to look at buying or purchasing equipment? Or does that change if, you, if I'm a contractor in Houston where it's already humid and salty if I work in Downton Galveston area? I mean, what does that do to my thinking about equipment and maintenance and how often should I turn over equipment? I think it does play a, a factor into it. It's not so much uh, like ambient environment, Brad, as okay. it would be material environment. Okay, so, like the sand and that kind of thing. That yeah, breaks of about, sand, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, clay that packs and you don't have a mm. very good procedure for cleaning it out. You're just mm -hmm. going to be, you know, wearing your undercarriage out, out faster. Um, you know, obviously, if you run it into the ocean while you're working on the beach, that's never good for any type <laughs> oh, of machine. Yeah, right. but, exactly, exactly. You know, it would be no different than running in Illinois with road salt or, or something that's, like that. It, it does play a... a a huge yeah. part but again for undercarriage for excavators track type tractors etc mm. it would be more of the abrasive type of the material that okay. would change the inspection and either increase or decrease your uh, expected undercarriage life i like that scott let me direct this this uh, another question at you that, that i'd like to get some feedback on how soon if we were to give con contractors some advice how soon should we consult with an equipment dealer for the best system for the application of whatever we're doing, whether we're in paving or concrete work, that type of thing. Any thoughts on that? I like the way you say the term consult. That's what we like to do with our customers. We'd like to consult with them because it's not just sometimes the size of the blade or the horsepower or the how big the bucket is. We need to know a lot more what's going on on their job, where they're going to be, how they're going to be working things so that we can give them the best opportunity to have the most longest life of their machine. So the more information mm. you can give your salesman, the better off you're going to be making this big financial decision later on down the road. Okay. You know, another question that comes to my mind is the largest, you know, what, what is that largest percentage of machine operating costs for equipment uh, that have undercarriages? I mean, can you guys give us any ideas to consider? Yeah, Brad. So when we do look at machines that have an undercarriage, whether it be a dozer, uh, paver, more specifically a track type tractor um, right. and, and an excavator, you're looking at about up to 50%. So when we look at operating cost of machines, you're looking at about up to 50% is undercarriage cost. So it's it's all about matching 
the undercarriage to the application, as Jason mentioned earlier, you know, that's why we have the high abrasion undercarriage systems or the, the impact heavy duty undercarriage uh, for those high impact situations and scenarios. Um, so you will get the greatest life out of it. Keep that mm-hmm. operating cost at bay as low as possible. Because face it, if we have the wrong undercarriage in the wrong application, we'll be lucky to get, you know, the full benefit and value out of it. And we're going to really drive up the operating cost because we're going to be looking at repair and maintenance at an accelerated rate. Okay. All right. That That's fair. In fact, is this anything related to the custom track system or CTS? Yeah. So <clears throat> when we look at the custom track system and, you know, the tips and keeping that undercarriage cost low, what CTS is or custom track system is that advanced diagnostic equipment is utilized by the dealer, okay, to actively and proactively monitor and measure the performance of the undercarriage to mm-hmm. predict those wear rates and, and uh, weigh in on various service options. So it, it is, again, it's that partnership with the dealership, consulting with them, leveraging their expertise, because it can get pretty complex as to how many products we have, what's the best undercarriage for your application, and also, we design and build our own undercarriage, okay, mm-hmm. through great processes to get maximum life. And that's exactly what you want to do. We don't want to scrap out the undercarriage when it still has that 30, 40, 50% life into it. But we want to be able to accurately measure it, consult with you to get you on a timeline of saying, hey, we have some downtime coming up with seasonal. I think you're going to be at 10% life left. Obviously won't get you through the next season. This is when we need to really consider possibly replacing these components or the entire undercarriage. So uh, it's a very proactive service. Please take advantage of it, contractors and customers out there um, to, to leverage that partnership with your dealer. And again, maximize these components while keeping that good solid platform underneath your machines. That's awesome advice. Jason, let me direct this, maybe this last question that we have time for in the podcast. Obviously, I'm assuming most contractors would that we need to perform cleanouts after every project or uh, if if we're working shift work, whatever our situation may be. And I know that can depend on the type of work that we're involved with. Should we be monitoring track tension on a regular basis? I mean, when and if so, and, and, and anything else, you know, what, what action should we take when we can't even get maybe equipment to run in reverse? I mean, any thoughts or ideas on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, track tension is, is important. That should be looked at, you know, fairly frequently, if not, you know, during your pre-inspections, et cetera, it's pretty easy to see. And in most cases, it's pretty easy to adjust. Uh, cleanouts are important. I mean, we've all been on the road with an excavator or a track type tractor that's being transported and the tracks are just full of mud. One, that's a hazard when you're transporting it, but two, it adds weight. So if you have to go through a, you know, a way bridge or something like that, you may be overweight and it's just simply all the mud you left in the tracks and then clean them out. So you want to avoid that as well. I mean, there's numerous techniques when operating, a, let's talk about track type tractors first to minimize wear and reverse. Yeah. Um, you know, there's studies where, you know, if you're constantly reversing or any type of wear in the reverse um, travel mode is about two times the wear in the forward mode. That's just how the tracks are designed, how the high drive systems are designed. So you want to try to minimize that. And that's done through different application techniques, such as slot dozing, um, setting up the job site right, operator training. Uh, usually can't be avoided in a track type tractor. Um, right. 
but you want to try to minimize that. And if you do have to go in reverse, you know, don't go wide open throttle, fourth gear, reverse, you know, try to keep it in second gear and keep it slow. That's going to help you maintain that undercarriage and increase the life of it. Looking at an uh, excavator with tracks on it, you know, how you have your tracks set up and how you're digging, right. uh, making sure that you're digging over the idlers, not the final drives. Make sure the operators aren't raising the tracks off the ground with the bucket and then slamming them back on the ground when they go to the next dig sequence. So yeah. there's a lot of little things that the contractor themselves can look at and train their operators to, to pay attention to and to operate properly to extend the life of the expensive undercarriage. Yeah, and I appreciate that uh, coming from 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 you, Jason. I'll tell you why, because I know you guys have videos and training on this as well. So it is something that if, as a contractor, if you're listening to this podcast, this has actually been a very helpful one technically. Um, there's nothing worse than, than needing to, to get into some heavy-duty work and all of a sudden you have a breakdown of this nature. And um, so appreciate the, the expertise of Jason and Lonnie and Scott. If you are a contractor or leader in a company, and you're listening to this podcast and you have additional questions, contact us. Uh, you can reach out to us through fourconstructionpros.com. But uh, our goal here is to simply do one thing, make your job better, make you a better leader, smarter in your decision making. And I certainly think that this podcast on, uh, on taking care of your undercarriage has bent toward that direction. Hey, best of luck, go strong, and use the things that you, that you heard about today in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Find new videos from the Caterpillar team on the Cat Products YouTube channel.